and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so glad you're here. It's no accident that you are here today, friend. So please don't run off quite yet. Please stay around with us for just a few minutes and let's see what the Lord has for all of us as we spend time in his word together. And welcome back to you regular listeners. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for coming back day after day after day. Such a blessing to be on this journey with you. I want you to know I continue to pray for you that the Lord would draw you closer to him, that he would give you more of a desire to uh, spend time with his with him in his word um, and just focusing your heart and mind on him. Oh, friends, as believers, we must do this. We must be in his word. And it's not about a certain amount of time. It's not about checking a box. It's about having that time to focus on him, to deny yourself, to pick up your cross daily. In other words, thinking about what Jesus did for you on that cross and that you put him on the cross. My sins put him on the cross. Your sins put him on the cross and he died for us. He died for us to pay that penalty that we owed a holy God. And so that's part of thinking about uh, being crucified with Christ, first of all, realizing what he did for us, and then we are putting down self. We are crucifying self and uh, following him. And it's a thing that we do daily. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross daily and follow me. And so sometimes it's minute by minute, hour by hour, friends, but uh, it it must be that we are intentional, that we are intentional spending time with him, focusing our hearts and minds on him. And you can do that many ways. It's not just with this podcast. And I hope and pray this is not the only time you think about him today. I'm thankful for any time that you listen, uh, but it's all to point you toward him. Um, I would encourage you to be working on a memory verse, have some uh small group study or a Sunday school lesson that you're working on, spend time in worship, just you and him. It's not just corporate worship at, at church on Sunday mornings. Um, have that time throughout the week that you focus on him and thank him and worship and adore him and thank him for what he's done. Have that time of prayer. You know, we talked about when we were in um, one of Timothy's letters about how we are supposed to uh, offer supplications and prayers and intercessions and thanksgivings for all people. And that's just that constant communication that we keep with God the Father. So there's many ways that we can keep our hearts and minds stayed on him. And I just want to encourage you in that. We must do that. We must do that so that we can encourage one another as long as it is today so that we won't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, as we read in Hebrews. And so I'm excited for us to be together. I want to encourage you to please consider sharing this podcast with friends, families, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think may receive a blessing from it. And I know that I do love to hear from you. So if you feel so led, send me a message sometime. You can find my email down in the show notes. Well, our word for the day, our verse for the day for uh 
February the 7th, 2024, comes from the letter of Titus. It's Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 2, verse 7, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity and dignity. Now, that is in the middle of a sentence. We're going to stop there, uh, but we will come back and read more of the verses surrounding that as we discuss this today. But I'm excited for us to be here today and think about God's Word together. But first, let's jump into where we are in the Scripture. We're in this letter to Titus, and we know that Paul wrote it because at the beginning of the letter, in Titus 1.1, it says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness. Right there is the reason he wrote it. It's for the sake of the faith of God's elect. It was to really encourage them so that they would remain godly. Um, and then in verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. And at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God our Savior. To Titus, my true child in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. Now we've been in a lot of Paul's letters previously over the last uh, two plus years and uh, this is one of the longer openings, um, Romans, I think, is probably the largest greeting. But this one uh, probably comes in second, I think, for the um, a lot of information in the opening uh, p- words of the letter. We know that Paul was writing to Titus. We know that Paul uh, reminds us that he's a servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ. And We've talked about in previous podcasts, and I like to remind you where this is so you can go look it up because it's so important to just be very familiar and to know these stories and to know the truth about all of these things that are found in God's Scripture. Um, But we know that Paul was appointed to be an apostle, but he was not in that original apostle group with the the 12 apostles that Jesus worked with during his earthly ministry, during that time that he was alive here on earth. Uh, Jesus chose from his disciples 12 men whom he called apostles, and uh, he gave them authority to cast out unclean spirits. He gave them the authority to heal every disease and affliction, and they walked and, and worked with him during his earthly ministry. Paul was an opponent of the gospel. He was in that uh, religious sect, that very uh, zealous religious group of the Pharisees who were very zealous for the Old Testament law. They thought they were godly, uh, but they were very religious. They didn't really have so much, most of them, the, the relationship with God. And they thought this Christianity was blasphemous. They did not believe Uh, that Jesus was that Messiah whom they had been looking for, that the one that all the law and the prophets pointed to, they they just couldn't see how Jesus fit into that mold. They were trying to put their thoughts on what the Messiah would look like instead of trusting God when he revealed the Messiah. And uh, we see that Paul was on his way. He was a... um, 
persecutor. He was an insolent opponent, he describes himself. And he was on his way to Damascus to uh, continue to persecute Christians and to throw more of them in jail. And um, Jesus graciously met him on the Damascus road. And you can read about that in Acts chapters 9, chapters 22, and chapter 26, where it tells the account of that and how his life completely changed. And from then on, God used him mightily to spread the good news of the gospel. After Paul accepted Christ, he went away to Arabia for about three years, and then we read that he came back and started on his missionary journeys, and he met Titus on one of these journeys, and Titus was a Gentile. He was a non-Jew, and we read that Titus traveled with Paul, and especially in uh, the letters to the Corinthians, you hear about Titus. Um, Paul described both Titus and Timothy as his children in the faith, and Paul was uh, very close to them. He used them very much as to um, continue to help strengthen churches and to guide, and he would send them in different places. So these letters, the ones First and Second Timothy and this one to Titus, are called pastoral letters. It was encouragement to the young pastors under his care, and he trusted that they knew the truth of the gospel. We see in this letter that he doesn't really go into a lot of doctrine like he does in some of the other letters. He knew that they that Titus knew the truth about Jesus and the truth of the gospel. But what we see in this letter is Paul is um, encouraging him because Paul has sent him to Crete and uh, Paul uh, sent Titus to Crete so that he could help choose leaders and so that he could encourage the people to uh, continue to walk in a godly way. And um, just like with many of Paul's other letters to be careful about those false teachers, to stay away from their teaching. Uh, but he gives very practical advice about what it looks like to be a believer in Christ and how believers act and how they should walk. And so I love this. It is a very short letter. It is only three chapters. So I would encourage you to read this um, a few times as you're thinking about this letter to Titus that Paul sent, because we can glean so much from this. It's just like all of God's word of God. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable. It's, it's to our good. It's profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so that's very much what we saw in this opening of this letter. It's for the sake of the faith of God's elect, so those who God has chosen, and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness. So this letter is very practical advice about what it looks like to be a, a believer, what it looks like to be godly. We see that Titus um, was given instructions at the very beginning in chapter 1 about uh, what, qualify, what qualifications there are for elders in the church. And he was encouraging uh, Titus to teach them how to choose elders. And those elders were the overseers, the pastors, the leaders of the flock, because as there became to be more believers, there would need to be more churches, more groups, more leaders. And then when the uh, 
the uh, other elders passed away, they would have to know how do we choose. And uh, God sent Paul this message in a very clear way to give to Titus, and I'm thankful for that. So one thing that I want you to see as we move into our verse for the day is um, Paul is once again uh, reminding and warning about those false teachers. And it's very much a comparison of this is uh, how it looks to be godly and this is how it looks to be ungodly or non-believers. And we see um, in Titus chapter 1 verse 10, it says, For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silent since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. Oh, friends, what an example of a false teacher. We see a lot of that in our world today, teaching for shameful gain. um, And they're empty talkers and deceivers because they don't know Jesus. (laughs) And then in verse 12, it says, One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in their faith not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and the commands of people who turn away from the truth. This is such a um, recurrent theme, and it's so important for us. The way that we know that uh, a teacher is teaching the truth is if we know the truth and God's word is truth. The sum of all of his word is truth. That's why it is so important for for each of us to spend time knowing God's word. Don't take somebody else's word for it. Don't take my word for it. That's why I put these scripture references in here. I I promise you to the best of my ability that I will, um, with everything that God gives me and with his help and by his grace, I will uh, handle God's word of truth. Word of truth rightly as we read in second timothy but i am human and i'm fallible and i hope to always point you back to the scripture so that you can look it up and that's why i put the scripture references down in the show notes um, but we must know the truth that's how we're going to pick out these false teachers because they will not follow the truth it'll be a little off and so uh, that's so important to know He says in verse 15 of chapter 1, To the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their minds and their consciences are defiled. They profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. So it is evident in in the way that we walk, in the way that we speak, in the way that we act about whether or not we know God. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. And then here begins chapter 2. But as for you, and this was an encouragement to Titus, but it's also for all of us, I think, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. And then here's our verse for the day. Show yourself in all respects to be a model 
of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and dignity. I'm going to read past this just so we get the the finishing of the of the paragraph and of the sentence. It says, um, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say about us. And then he goes on to tell how bond servants and masters should um, interact. But he gives a very clear, this is how you walk. This is how the older men are to do. This is how the older uh, women and are to do. This is how they are to teach the younger women. Um, and so we all have a part to play if, as believers in walking out this faith. But I love in our verse for the day, and this, I think, was not only for Titus, but it was for all of us believers. Show yourselves in all respects. So in every way to be a model of good works. So um, whatever we do in, in whatever situation, in whatever way, we are to do that to give God the glory. We are to do that to um, show that we are his, that we belong to Christ. Now, we cannot do that on our own power because we are sinners. But when we become believers and we become indwelt with that Holy Spirit and we're sealed with that Holy Spirit, as we read in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, and God gives us that Holy Spirit, he gives us those spiritual gifts, as we've talked about that he gives, he apportions according to his will for his purposes, and it allows us to do the things that he would have us to do for his glory. It's not anything of our own strength or anything that we come up with on our own. It's all for him to get the glory and to uh, point others to Jesus. In addition, he gives us fruit of the Spirit or evidence that we are His. And that's the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I may have missed one there if I didn't say nine, but it's in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. But there's evidence. That's how we model. That's how we show um, our good works. That's how we are an example. And I love this. And in your teaching, show integrity. So let's look up what this integrity and dignity mean. If we look it up in the Greek, that word for integrity is aftharsia. It means incorruptible, indestructible. Um, it, it, it can't be torn down. It's truth. It's complete. It's whole. It's um, nothing can come against it. They can try, but nothing can break it down. It's indestructible. So in your teaching, show integrity uh, so that people can't tear that uh, down. And the only way we can do that is if we are teaching the truth that is in God's word, if we're sharing the truth in, in, that is in God's word. And then if you look at dignity, that word means um, gravity, seriousness. This is serious. It is weighty, friends, because this has to do with um, men's eternities. All of us are going to spend eternity somewhere. We're either going to spend it with God or 
or separated from him. There is no in-between. For those of us who believe that Jesus is God's Son and we have accepted him as our Savior and uh, confessed him as Lord and we are following him, we will have eternal life and be with him. That's our inheritance. That's what the Scripture says. But for those who have refused and rebelled and, and continued to deny him, um, they will not have eternal life. They'll be separated in hell. And that is why this is serious business. That's why it's something that is weighty. That's why we must take it seriously. And that's why it's so important for us to share this truth with others. And so may we do that, friends, in whatever way. Sometimes our teaching is just in the way that we walk. Sometimes it's in the way we teach um, those who are our spiritual children in the faith or our friends. Um, Sometimes it's how we teach uh, or share what we're learning. But may we always go back to the truth that is in God's Word. Um, May we point everybody to Jesus, uh, to God, to the cross uh, for his glory because it is serious and may we if we stick with the truth that is found here and are led by the holy spirit and don't try to do things on our own it will be incorruptible and indestructible not because of what we do but because of him and may we do that for his glory blessings to you friends until next time